1: Well, Welcome, everyone. I'm so delighted that you're joining us live on our Voice America Empowerment Show, Love Light, to inspire a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through worthiness. I'm your host, Dr. Jean-Marie Farish, and we have a great show today. You know, love is our purpose and ultimately our reality. And to bring it into fruition in all aspects of our daily life, we have to have knowledge and we must practice. So how do we do this? Eric Fromm in his book, The Art of Loving says, love is the only satisfactory answer to the problem of human existence. And he talks about the practice of love that requires discipline, concentration, and patience. Mm -hmm. And we are inspired by religion and spiritual principles that guide us on our path to a better life. So we have an amazing guest, author Christopher Ani, Master Life Coach, who will share with us keys to living a spiritual life. He's also an honorable, decorated veteran, and we're honored to have him on our show today. Welcome, Christopher.
2: Well, thank you, Jean. It's good to be here.
1: Well, you know, I'd like to just share uh, something initially before we get started. Uh, Christopher really inspired me. For over a year, we've been members of the Hay House Writers community and over the past months as members of our Facebook Lovers Lane, Feel Good Now community. And I noticed that Christopher has such depth wisdom and insight in his revelations about life and the reality of spirituality, and he has also published a book, The Simple Way of Jesus, and I'm really delighted and so impressed to have you as a guest on our show today. So, tell us a little bit about yourself and what inspired you to delve into the abysses of spirituality. You seem to be quite introspective and methodical, methodical rather, in your approach. Yeah,
2: um... Well, I guess it goes all the way back to my childhood. I was uh, um, pretty well, uh, let's say, disciplined um, uh, by my mother as I was growing up. And uh, I was, uh, she dragged me to church all the time, and I just uh, was trying to um grasp this uh, conflict between uh, the way I was being disciplined and the love I was being taught in the church. And that was a struggle that was going on for me and had gone on for, for me and actually has been a lifelong thing that I've been pursuing and trying to figure out. And uh, I was a, a very logical kind of person. And I wanted to learn exactly what is this uh, thing that this religion is teaching me and so I started reading the Bible, uh, and the as I read the Bible, I would um, learn things in there, and then I would go into church. And at one point, I was like 13 years old, and uh, the preacher was preaching up there, and without really realizing it, I said out loud, well, that's not what the Bible says. Oh, my God. <laughs> And my mom gave me an elbow in the ribs that I'll never forget, okay? (laughs) So, from very early on, I was really looking for the truth of what the spirituality was. So, that's how I got started in it.
1: You know, it's amazing how our struggles and uh, I know for me, you know, yearning for truth because I've had my own struggles with that as well. And how our struggles can lead to transformation. And I know cultivating a spiritual life and living in the spirit spirit of love requires principles and a commitment to practice. And I know for me, I've been affiliated with uh, Uh, religions, different religions, and through my uh, travels, I visited Hindu temples, Buddhist temples, mosques, and, you know, I've been on this, and I would read ancient literature in this search for truth to look for what's the common principles and practices to live a better life, so I really can appreciate your struggle because I've been there as well, and I'm so inspired by your work. Isn't it interesting
2: that you can go anywhere uh, in the world And every culture has their own reference to some kind of supreme being or a higher consciousness or something that is, no matter which religion you're in, every culture has this thing where there's something that's bigger than the rest of us, that's holding it all together, that's kind of watching and guiding everything. So, religions are really interesting in that they start pointing us right back to where uh, the origin of everything comes from, and uh, what is reality, and how does reality form? The first explanations of that, of course, were based on religious (laughs) beliefs, and people believed in their gods, you know, there's 3,000 different gods out there, but uh, mine is the only right one, of course, right? Isn't that what we say?
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Well, you know, it can be a sense of what separatism, religion can be that element of separatism, if you don't practice this, because I've been in church, where they're like, well if you're not a member here, you're you're gonna you're not go to heaven and so I've seen different aspects of it, but you made a great point here. Uh even Mm -hmm. through my travels and you know, yearning and searching and visiting different uh churches and temples, the common point is this supreme being and higher consciousness. So it all I think that's the key to leading us back home, (laughs) really. And it's not uh, this element of separatism.
2: And that's part of what I was trying to figure out as I was uh, studying all this. Uh, as I was growing up, I was trying to figure out, okay, what's this God thing? And I was also really big into science. My uh, mm. my dad took me outside and showed me Sputnik, whenever Sputnik was going overhead. Mm. And um, I watched live on TV as Neil Armstrong put the first uh, footprint onto the moon. And, uh, you know, on my old black and white staticky TV set, I was <laughs> <Yes>. there watching.
3: <laughs> so Came <was> home I. <laughs> from
2: school and rushed and flipped it on. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and so I was into both the uh, spiritual side of things and into the science kind of thing. So,
1: yeah, because I know I would just say, "What what is it out there beyond us? I always had this sense of wonder and curiosity. So it brings me to this point, Christopher. What is the physics of love and what is this relationship ah. with religion and science? So, please share with us.
2: That <laughs> is us an excellent question. The thing that I found, uh, I went back and I was I was studying the Bible over the years, I actually went back and uh, learned uh, some ancient Greek so that I could read the New Testament in the original language. And when I did that, I began to realize that The reality that's described in that ancient language is very much the same kind of reality that's described by cutting-edge physics Mm. with quantum physics and quantum mechanics. And so, like I said, I've been into both the spiritual side and the science side, and I could see that what uh, they were talking about in these ancient scriptures was referring to the same kinds of things that modern science talks about in a different set of terms. Mm -hmm. So, this one reality that all these different religions were trying to describe all over the world, well, no matter which religion it was, they had these same kinds of principles of oneness and uh, of truth and of love and of a a beingness, uh, a and, and then there's the 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 key part of this that we want to talk about today is love, which is yes. actually the energy that is everything. Um, because whenever you start out, well, let's go back all the way back to the Big Bang. We're mm-hmm. going to make a big jump here because I want right. to start with we some real foundations. <laughs> yeah. And, and the the idea of the Big Bang is that, first of all, there was this little something out there about a size of a pea to a softball, they say. Um, and then it exploded. And for the 300, first 370,000 years, there was just a lot of energy that was formed that came out of that And nothing physical was being formed yet. And after 370,000 years, the first light appeared. And whenever we had light, we had then the energy was beginning to manifest itself. So then you have that going on. And over time, over the next four million years, then all of a sudden, matter began to be generated out of this mass of energy that came out of that explosion. So now you've got energy is forming matter. But the fundamental um, principle here is that everything came out of energy. Every came everything came out of this initial source that is energy, and so that force is we can describe it as waves uh, that go through some sort of medium, and it is they found that this source energy is everywhere in the universe no matter where they point their uh, measuring devices, their telescopes they still find this same energy out there the energy uh, it actually has waves in it and then you can uh, from there you can go back and you can say, okay what is the, what are these waves? And I want to make a real quick reference back to uh, Genesis uh, in the Bible, the first book in the Bible, Genesis verse one, or rather chapter one, verse two, where it says something about um, God actually uh, hovered over the waters. The spirit of God was hovering over the waters is what it says. Literally. Uh, And in the ancient Hebrew, That word hovering is kind of more like a helicopter is beating on this, like a fluttering or a vibration of Mm. of energy over the top of these so-called waters, which I think are symbolic.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Well, this is the act of creative love. And it's um, the spirit of God, of course, we talk about spirit. That is the breath of God. And God was breathing over the waters and it was creating this vibration. Whenever you see a wind going Mm -hmm. over a lake or a pond or something, you see that it creates waves. Mm. So that creative act was happening early on. And then this same thing was happening in, as we know, physics nowadays. We know that there were waves that were created and these waves began to overlap and as they overlap, that's where the matter was was created so love in in my perspective as i look at this and i read the ancient scriptures and i read the modern uh, physics i look at this and i'm saying well everything was created out of this energy mm. and god mm-hmm. god Uh, The the Holy Spirit, the breath, the the sacred breath of God was the thing that created these overlapping waves that created the physical things. So you see the same story happening both in the ancient scriptures and in modern science.
1: Wow, that is such a revelation. I know we hear a lot about quantum physics and energy and, and even the fact that breath can be cleansing and it connects us with ourselves. So what you're saying really makes sense from your study and your research. How, how, how does this, this really apply to us in our everyday life as it relates to love when you look at quantum physics, energy and breath and all of that? How do we apply that, if, if you can put it in okay. simpler terms?
3: Mm-hmm. Well,
2: let's, let's talk a little bit more about um, love as we experience it. Yes.
3: Um,
2: when, we, um, when someone walks into a room, a lot of times, even if we're facing the other way and we're absorbed in a book or a program or something, we notice that a person is moving into the room. And a lot of times we don't have any real reason to, you know, we can tell maybe the air moved, maybe we heard a little something that we weren't really conscious of. But also, we have energy waves that are created by our hearts and our brains. Our body is at an energy field in itself, and it creates these waves that go out into the atmosphere around us, and that's been measured out to about 20 feet. They've actually measured human Uh, energy vibration going out to about 20 feet. So Mm -hmm. whenever a person comes within your area, you can actually sense their presence on an energy level. So you have this energy level that's going on that we're feeling. And when that vibration, that vibe we talk about somebody enters a room and we get a certain vibe mm-hmm. about them. Yeah. Well, when that happens, when we get that vibe, it can be a good vibe, or it can be an uncomfortable vibe, or it can just be neutral. So the good vibe is when there is harmony between our vibration and the other person's vibration,
1: exactly. and that. Wow. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Go ahead. You're. I love what you're saying. <laughs>
2: And this, again, is the reality of spirituality is that this is just what reality is about. It's described in um, in scriptures, and in, in spiritual words, and it's also described in science. Wow. And we now are understanding that this is a reality. It's not just something that somebody invented out here. Um, so when a person moves into your uh your realm your area of space where your vibration is and that doesn't match then you get an uncomfortable feeling with them Mm
3: -hmm. so you can
2: tell that that's not something that's good for you and not what you really want to be around
3: and so that that is is
2: one actual practice is to be aware of that and to know that other people have certain vibrations and they may not even be conscious what they're sending off you trust your vibrations Trust yourself, trust your gut feelings, how you feel about other people. That doesn't mean you have to reject them, but just be aware of what's going on, that there's a vibration that is canceling each other out instead of being in harmony and working together.
1: Yeah, it's so much that, you know, we've been accustomed to this material world, but, you know, it's like there's so... a large percent that's really more (laughs) spiritual that we can't see so I'm really loving this uh, conversation you have so much to offer from your insight and from your work Uh, it's so amazing Uh, but I think we're ready for a, a, a brief commercial break I'm loving this conversation with you Christopher so everyone don't go away we'll be right back for Keys to Living a Spiritual Life
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
4: Celebrate the launching of Dr. Jean Marie Farish's new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, to guide you in strengthening and embodying the practice of love in your daily life. Connect with us on Facebook and join our Lovers Lane Feel Good Now community and tune in to the Love Cocktail Minute. Relax, refresh, renew for support and daily inspiration. Life Care Wellness PEP for Angels, Inc. is a nonprofit organization to enrich lives and serve our community with emphasis on serving children who are hospitalized. Join Dr. Jean-Marie Farish and Vicki Winterton in their global mission to donate My Joy Journal for Children in English and Spanish to as many children as possible. Order directly from Amazon.com and donate to children in your communities.
5: Tune in to Lead Up For Women. If you are ready to be inspired,
0: and the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
5: It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Gene Jean at Gene72Farish at yahoo.com. That's Gene72Farish at yahoo.com. And now, back to LoveLight.
1: So well, welcome back, everyone, to Love Light. I'm Dr. Jean Marie Farish, your host, and joining me is guest author Christopher Ani, master life coach on Keys to Living a Spiritual Life. And Chris, I just loved our conversation in the first segment, I, I, you know, about energy and uh, the, how energy affects us. And I just want to share a poignant experience I had, and maybe you can give me some insight on this experience. I uh, was at a delicatessen, and of course I, there was a variety of different stands there, and I decided to go to this particular delicatessen and the food looked delicious, but the people behind the counter were fussing and arguing. And you know, I just kind of you know, went ahead and ordered the food. and when I sat down, I got nauseous and I couldn't eat. I, I, I took one bite, I got nauseated, and I just threw the food away. And yeah. I, the the first thought I had was, gosh, that their energy—I don't know—it infiltrated. What what happened?
2: <laughs> well, obviously, your your um, your mind is responding to that and saying and telling you, you know, it interpreted what happened for you, so that you realize that there was a vibration that was coming across there that was not healthy, and uh, I, you know, it's possible because. Uh, of they're arguing that they just made a mistake with the order and didn't cook it all the way or something wasn't right with it. Or it could be that there's a vibration that gets uh, embedded in the matter that exists. Because as we know, you know, from our physics, uh, energy actually creates the matter yeah. and it's always interacting. There's energy all around us that's always interacting and it always... Um, creating the atmosphere within which we live and thrive and or, or don't thrive, if that may be the case. Yeah. Uh, so if there's a, harmon- a harmonious kind of feeling to things, then you, everything is going to operate well. And you even hear about uh, people who had these spontaneous healings from various uh, diseases yes. and they're sick and they're supposed to die. Um, you've heard of Anita Morjani, I imagine. Yes, yes, I've read her book. Yeah, so she had pervasive cancer throughout her body, and she was basically in in death throes, and she just passed on. And in the moments when she realized what was going on, She decided that she was coming back into her body and felt like she was coming back into her body. And then she began to heal from that moment on because she had a clearer spiritual understanding of how everything is this spiritual energy and how it works and how we are in control of what goes on with our bodies. So... Yes. You obviously, during that meal, you were obviously understanding that uh, at some level that something wasn't right, whether it was with the food or the vibration in the restaurant or whatever it was, something wasn't right and you sensed it.
1: Well, I have been studying. See, I, I, I wasn't a stranger to energy and studying and, of course, my own search for truth. So I was you know, alert to this whole thing about energy and vibrations, but I hadn't really brought it home. <laughs> uh, yeah. And and this experience really woke me up uh, because it was an immediate, I was feeling fine, you know, it was a good day and I had a meeting to go to. So I was like, I'll just stop here and get me some food and, you know, and go to my meeting. But, you know, and I saw them arguing and fussing and I'm, but so you know, it, it it brought it into reality for me.
2: <laughs> yes, understood, understood, and that's that's mm-hmm. exactly the kind of experience that I would love to bring to all of our listeners and help them to understand that we are energy beings. Mm-hmm. We are made of light. We are made of love. And I'm not just philosophizing. I'm talking about the physics, yes. uh, how we are actually created and how we're built. Um, the we had this. Uh, division about 330 years ago, where science became a big thing and became very strong, and uh, and it makes sense. I mean, you know, it's a very logical way of progressing to come to a clear understanding of the world that we're involved in.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Before that, we were more into a intuitive. A uh, religious understanding of the world, and that was based more on a spiritual understanding, which is a something that isn't as uh, structured and uh, clearly cut, uh, so that people can understand it as well. Because it's all ro- woven together, it's all relationships and how the energy flows. Whereas whenever science came, it was a very materialistic approach to things
3: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm.
2: and when that happened three hundred and thirty years ago, suddenly you had churches were saying, "Well, I don't trust this science stuff because it's uh you know claiming to to explain things that only god knows and on the other hand, you had uh, science re- reacting to that and saying, "Well, some of your spiritual mumbo jumbo uh, is doesn't register right with us either." So, so yeah. there became this yeah. conflict between science and religion and spirituality, and there's that's that's carried over into our current culture. Yeah. So, what we need to realize is that, yes, yeah, science is good, but it is, has become very materialistic. And it has become dismissive of religion and spirituality. On the other hand, uh, for a long time there, religion was doing the same thing. But now we're, we've reached a point during the last 50 years or so, and probably even before that, where we now understand that they're talking about the same reality just wow. in different terms. And we just need to understand this and to get over that uh, Battle that was started 330 years ago when we started getting hardcore science. Science has done some great things for us.
3: Mm-hmm. But yeah. the thing
2: is, is that what we found out is that not everything, the, they used to think that the, from scientific point of view, they used to think that everything was like a clock. And they would... Um, Think about planets going around the sun. Oh, it's all mechanical and clockwork. and uh, Oh, we have atoms and they have a center and the electrons uh, go around them at a certain pace. Well, we now we know differently. We know that the electrons are in different energy fields around the center of the atom. We know that the Earth and, and the other planets actually don't go around in perfect clockwork kind of reactions. They do have... um, are influenced by each other's gravity, so they get bent out of the normal circular orbit into ellipses, and even the ellipses get um, adjusted according to whatever the gravitational pull is. And so we find that the early way of looking at things through science was not exactly accurate, and now all of a sudden we come up with quantum mechanics Where things are, anything is possible, and it's just a matter of having an observer, and the observer forms what is coming. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can't get into the formulas and equations and mathematics behind that, because obviously that's way too advanced for most of us anyway.
1: Right, that takes that depth study that you've gone through.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the thing Mm -hmm. is, though, is that Mm -hmm. we're learning how matter was created out of energy, and so we have an understanding, a better understanding of our reality, what we experience from day to day, is really about who we are as conscious beings. That is very
1: powerful.
2: (laughs) The energy that flows around us, if Mm -hmm. we become conscious of that, we can influence how it works. And that influences, you know, we even talk about you buy a car and all of a sudden you start seeing that same model in even the same color of car wherever you go. All of a sudden you see it everywhere.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, that's
2: just our shifting our attention so exactly. that we see that. And the same thing happens in all of our life. When we believe a certain religious belief, we believe that because that fits in with what our mind and our attention is going for. Um, whenever you... And science is talking about the same thing. Whenever you get into quantum mechanics, you form the 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 energy actually forms the reality that we're in, and there are forms that are out there, and we talk about those and how uh, they build up over time and become through DNA. We become different creatures and living creatures. Um, it's, uh, it's it's it's. A lot more complicated than what I'm describing, and it may sound simplistic with this way, but that's the way I need to to describe it so that we can all understand it in a better way, is that everything, Richard Feynman was a physicist and he said this, he said two words, everything jiggles, Hmm. everything is always moving, he's saying, and it doesn't matter how small it is or how hard this table in front of me is. Everything is moving at some level. Mm -hmm. And so there's flows of energy and sweeps and swirls, and everything is always moving.
1: And again, it shows us that we're only looking at the material, but there are other things going on. But I want to ask you this point. You know, it says that we are creators of our destiny. It is said (laughs) that thoughts are things. It is said that each word carries a vibration. So, how do we become more aware of what we're saying, what we're doing, you know, how we're expending our energy uh, mm-hmm. to create a better, you know, life for ourselves or, yeah. you know, change our, our, our feeling by not, you know, tuning into those negative words or that negative self-talk? What's your thoughts on that? I would talk
2: about responsibility and I would talk about um Yeah, I would just talk about responsibility. Um, When we are growing up, we are taught discipline until we learn self-discipline. And the world forms us for a long time until we get to a certain age where all of a sudden we realize that, oh, I've got some personal power and I can do certain things. And if we deny that personal power, then we are giving up our own self-discipline and allowing other people to take charge of our lives. Mm, Whereas if we take responsibility, then we realize how much power we really have. And when we take responsibility for everything in our lives, we find out that there are certain things that we really don't have power over. So, we, first we learn our, the extent of our power, but also we learn that there are limits to the amount of power that we have. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. So,
2: we can be responsible within that for what we do. Now, the second part of this is that we can take actions, we take automatic actions all the time. And, you know, we're 95% of what we do is unconscious. Uh, Day to day, this is uh, science. They've done research on this. Day to day, 95% of what we do is the same. 95% of the words we use are the same words. These are the, this is who we are. This is the way things are. And then there's this other 5% that we can change. We become conscious of something that's different and we can either become more aware of that and create a change or we can just automatically wake up and and in that 5% and say, oh, it's not a real threat. And we go back to the unconscious part that we do automatically 95% the same every day. So you have this 5% change that you can make when you do that. You can take, you can notice whenever something negative that you don't want to be doing, a bad behavior, a bad habit comes up, and you're doing that, and you realize, you recognize that you're doing that. When you have that red flag come up,
3: mm-hmm. you can
2: choose to do something different. And it doesn't happen automatically, it happens by practicing that on a daily basis over a very long time. And then you can create real change, and it's amazing how those little five percent opportunities to change each day can so quickly add up to a one hundred percent change.
1: Well, what you're talking about is self empowerment, yes. and that re- that requires tuning into your inner self and your inner being, because you know we're kind of creatures of habit, right? And as you indicated, we go through this habitual ritual every day and a lot of us become almost anesthetized or hypnotized, you know, into our everyday life and accept reality as it is without realizing that you have the power to change your feeling uh, and to, you know, create a a, a different reality. But it requires a lot of awareness and taking action steps. And you brought it, you know, you indicated that it's our you know, resp- personal responsibility. Right. This awareness is uh, very important. How do people become aware? For those who are anesthetized and kind of sleepwalking, so to speak.
2: Yeah, that's that's a really good question. Um, one of the things that happens is that we suffer, and we, when we suffer, we say that's an unpleasant experience, and I don't want to do that again. And so we go get on guard. We become vigilant against the same kinds of things happening again. Now, sometimes we go kind of nuts and we get... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yes. You know, we get yeah. overprotective and we start overreacting to things. But sometimes uh, it's it's appropriate to to go ahead and overreact a little bit so that mm-hmm. you can create that change. Yes. You find this thing that you don't want in your life and you want to change it. So you stay stay a little bit more alert to that and whatever a similar situation that comes in. Sometimes we'll make the the automatic decision to. Uh, OK, I don't want to be anywhere close to that, but then we'll come to another uh, point where uh, we can just make this change and do this it, it, at a light point because it's not exactly the same kind of situation. So we're going to be changing that up. Um, and I'd like to talk a little more um, th- about uh, some of the you know specific practices we can go into yeah. in order to really make things work for all of us
1: you know we'll do that uh coming back from a break but you know you really made some good points i think even for me you know just trying to struggle not to be reactive and you know sometimes things happen and you kind of get to another zone so we'll talk more about it we're going to stop now for a quick commercial break so stay tuned for more of love light with uh christopher Ani, master life coach keys to living a spiritual life
4: America is on your favorite smart speaker if you have Alexa or Google Home go ahead and give us a try hey Alexa play finding your frequency podcast on TuneIn celebrate the launching of Dr. Jean Marie Farish's new book living in the spirit of love to guide you in strengthening and embodying the practice of love in your daily life Connect with us on Facebook and join our Lovers Lane Feel Good Now community and tune in to the Love Cocktail Minute. Relax, refresh, renew for support and daily inspiration. Life Care Wellness PEP for Angels, Inc. is a nonprofit organization to enrich lives and serve our community with emphasis on serving children who are hospitalized. Join Dr. Jean-Marie Farish and Vicki Winterton in their global mission to donate My Joy Journal for Children in English and Spanish to as many children as possible. Order directly from Amazon.com and donate to children in your communities.
0: Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self?
5: are you ready to face changes in your life for many that answer might be no not yet or never whether positive or negative moving forward or stepping back change is the one important constant in our life learn how to deal with change on a new you with host liz tupling the show will help you move through personal transformation by providing a gps if you will to guide you on the journey to your better self Listen live, Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean-Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Gene Jean at Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's gene72farish at yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light.
1: Well you've been listening to Love Light Living in the Spirit of Love with your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. And joining me is our guest, author, Christopher Ani, Master Life Coach on Keys to Living a Spiritual Life. And Christopher, we've had a great conversation, but with all the suffering today, you know, people are depressed, angry, fearful. They're looking for answers and spiritual solutions. How do we do we turn to spirituality for life solutions?
2: Well, um, that's a lot. First, stop doing what you're doing. If if you're that fearful and suffering and having too many challenges in your life, whatever you're doing isn't working for you, obviously. So stop that. Um, stop everything. Learn learn to stop everything. Um, and and I hate to use the word meditation, but meditation is a good word for it. Uh, mm-hmm. Just to take a moment away from everything that's going on. And removing your your consciousness and your intention back from that, um, and stop to remember who you are, what you are. remember that you are light
3: mm-hmm. and you
2: are energy
3: mm-hmm. and
2: and this is what you are made of for heaven's sakes, and this is what love is is this energy that you're made of
1: that is Excuse so me. important. Yes, go ahead. When you talk about attention and intention, as people go through their day and thinking that they have no control or not empowered to make changes, how can they look at attention and intention to set maybe goals uh, for awareness in the moment?
2: Um, An easy way to do that um, is, first of all, uh, when I say stop everything and meditate, Mm -hmm. you can take take, uh, five minutes wherever you are and just close your eyes And imagine that you're looking at a blank whiteboard. Mm. And as you're doing that, what's going to happen is you can find a moment, just a moment, where you're not thinking about other things. And you're not feeling all these challenges that are going on in your life. Mm -hmm. And in that moment is where you want to dwell. And so what we're going to do is we're going to practice expanding that moment of peace. And the way we do that is just bring your attention back to the whiteboard. A thought comes up and you see that thought and you can notice that it's going on. And then you'll remember, oh, I'm supposed to be well, looking at the whiteboard. So then bring your attention back to the whiteboard. Some people say, uh, focus on your breath. That's a good rhythmic kind of thing that you can breathe on. You know, and mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, a second thing that you can do is do a body check. Um, stop and put your focus on how your body feels. How's your heart doing? Is it um, beating regular or is it irregular or how is your breath? Um, focus on your big toe. How's your toes doing down there? Are they f- Realize the space that are being occupied by the, your toes. You can't see them, but you can sense that they're there. You can feel that they're there. How's your toes doing in your feet? And just slowly work your way up through your body. Mm. Uh, how do your legs feel, uh, your calves and, and your knees? How is your um, thighs doing in your pelvic area? How do your gut organs feel? Do they feel tight? Do you feel tightness in any part of your body? Do you feel heat or cold in any part of your body do you feel the cloth of the clothes that you're wearing against your body do a body check and feel these things notice your chest and your lungs Mm
3: -hmm. notice
2: your neck and shoulders is it Mm -hmm. is there tension in there uh your arms and going down over the shoulders into your arms is is your hand in a fist or is it loose and relaxed and open um, how's your jaw? Is your jaw tight? A lot of us carry tension in our jaw, and just being aware of it allows us to take a moment to relax our jaw. And you can even feel your teeth in your mouth. You know where they're at in your mouth, and do they fit? Feel right? And notice how your sinuses are doing, and your eyes, and your face, and your ears, and your scalp, and how's the hair hanging on? And just being aware mm-hmm. of that—that's a meditation. Just taking time to do a body check.
1: That's powerful. It's like, empty, first of all, emptying the mind.
2: <laughs> of all the worries, yeah.
1: Yes, yes. And that whiteboard, that's a nice uh, concept of, to practice, to empty the mind and just clear your thoughts uh meditation and breath they're always quite powerful to get us connected back to our inner self and this is where this personal power is that we have that you know we just give it away to outside circumstances or whatever or become creatures of habit so you're putting us right back into you know ourselves and our own bodies right Mm -hmm. so I, i i love those uh you know, those thoughts to get us on our way to, you know, being more aware of ourselves and our body. Exactly. Yeah. And it, now, a minute ago,
2: I was talking about responsibility mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and in order to take responsibility, you have to trust yourself, mm. you know, point. You, whenever you're in a situation or uh, of making any choice whatsoever, stop a moment and think about, just ask yourself the question, what do you think? And whatever the answer is that comes back, trust yourself. That's your preference, and just because it's your preference, that validates it. Mm. That's all you have to do is trust yourself. Trust what you think. Trust your preference.
1: I want to bring up a point here, though, uh, and of course, in our on this show, we talk a lot about worthiness. So, how can I trust myself if I don't feel worthy? What? How can we reconcile that or overcome that? Because I'm hearing that worthiness, not feeling good enough, not feeling enough, being mm-hmm. uh, devalued. Uh, uh, so, this, this is a, a major issue. So, how can I trust myself if I don't feel worthy? Can you help us with that? We,
2: we are, whenever we're uh, doubting our own self-worth, we are taking our childhood stance in life. Mm -hmm. We are trusting what we think other people think of us. We are trusting other people's impressions and not our own thoughts. We're not taking responsibility for our own life and for our own choices and for what we truly love and what we want to do. So we're letting other people push us around just like when we were kids. So if you want to have self-worth, Start making decisions and stand up for yourself and expect there to be some arguments and some, you know, people don't like you to change. They want you to be the same person that they've always known. They want you to be who you are that so that they can feel safe and like everything is stable and that you're just just exactly the person you're going to be who I want you to be instead of who you really need to be. And they'll even...
1: Go ahead and go, go ahead with the flow because I have That's a question okay. they, for you. <laughs> they, will,
2: they will throw everything at you. If you make a change in who you are and start standing up for yourself, they'll really make you try to make you feel bad, like you're a really bad person. You're not a bad person and you know that in your heart. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that they'll throw everything at you. You know they, They'll throw everything and the kitchen sink and then they'll throw the refrigerator at you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so so you've got to be ready for all of that and understand mm-hmm. that my self worth comes from me following my principles and standing up for them, and being willing. You know, you, you, I, I don't like to talk about fighting for things, but you have to be um, vigilant, and be willing to stand steady um, for who you are and what your what your value is in this world. You know, one of the things that happens is people get into a job and they feel devastated when they get fired.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And the j- boss will even make them, make them feel really terrible. I mean, have you yes. ever switched a job where you weren't fired and, and they, they actually <laughs> yeah. were saying as you're going out the door, well, you're a worthless person and I yes. don't want you around here anyway. Well, mm-hmm. guess what? That's, that's just, again, other people trying to control you mm-hmm. and don't, don't let them do that. Just don't let them do that, and you'd know that you're doing. You're going to that other job because it's a better job, and you deserve it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You know, I think people have to realize uh, that, you know, if you're trying to become more uh, worthy and more empowered, that uh, there are some people that's going to fall away. Yeah. (laughs) And there are others who are going to come that are supportive. But if you're locked into not allowing people to you know they've served their purpose and to move forward then you're going to stay locked into these old patterns of behavior and you know you are choosing uh uh no way out so to speak
2: right right exactly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you have to go back to that root cause of everything i go all the way back to the big bang and you know, the fact of the matter is, is that because we were all part of that Big Bang, we everything in our bodies were made from that Big Bang, we are all one. All of us are one. Yes. And we all have value because simply because we exist, because we are energy, we are light. And we need to recognize that and we need to practice self-love. Yes. We need to take care of our own diet you know, yes. do a diet that makes you feel good, and yes. I mean, you can get a quick high off of sugar—that's for sure. <laughs> but eat something that's going to make right. you feel good, in more than an hour from now,
3: mm-hmm. uh, sugar yeah.
2: lasts. Sugar high lasts about an hour or so. Mm-hmm. What's going to make you feel good for the long term? What's going to give you energy for the long term?
1: Okay. Well, Chris, uh, do you have like a final takeaway, and let us know how people can get in contact with you or find out more about your book?
2: Sure, yeah. If they want to get my book, it's it's on um, uh, Amazon.com and you can look up my name. It's Christopher Aune and it's spelled A-U-N-E. Uh, the name of the book is The Simple Way of Jesus, which I think is really deceptive because mm-hmm. it makes people think of Christianity and stuff and this one really uh, starts from a critique of Christianity in each chapter and advances toward Mm-hmm. What Jesus really teaches.
1: Okay. So how can is, people? You know. oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: So anyway, the uh, people can get in touch with me. Uh, uh, you can follow me on um, Facebook, uh, Christopher Ani Master Life Coach. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And All that's right.
2: a good way. And I'm also on Twitter uh, yep. as uh, Super Clear dot Christopher.
1: Okay.
2: So, or, or, oh, I'm, let me correct okay. that. Super Clear. Four super okay. clear four is the new one on Twitter. So I look forward to hearing from everybody.
1: All right, well, Christopher, thank you for your wisdom and inspiration and insight today. You really helped us with keys to living a better life. Thank you so much because living spiritual can be transformative and empowering. So thank you very You're much. You're
2: welcome, and thank you very much for having me on, Gene.
1: Okay, so today we've been inspired by the words of wisdom and insight from Christopher Ani. Write down your insights from our shows in your Love Light uh, Reflection Journal. Send me your thoughts on your principles and practices for living a spiritual life. You can email me, gene 72 Farish at yahoo.com. And also visit my blog page on my website, www.jeanfarrishjourney.com. And we do have a, uh, a love practice exercise for the week. Uh, living life with passion, meaning, and satisfaction. It's an opportunity to achieve fulfillment. So the questions are, or practice, what does a fulfilling life look like to you? What does a fulfilling life feel like to you? What are your desires to make your life more meaningful? And what steps are you going to take to make this a reality? Tune in next week for our guest, Anita Stewart, overcoming life challenges with love from Bridges of the Heart. I look forward to hearing from you. Much gratitude to Voice America team for making this show a reality and shining their love light around the world. And remember, an empowered self is a loving self and keep your love light shining.
0: Thank you for listening to Love Light this week.